With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome everybody to Halo 7 Podcast. This is Jessica DeLine. I'm here with uh, Rick and Jeffrey, and we're going to talk about the spring training roster preview. Hello, it's Jeffrey. <laughs> and Rick's here too. All right, perfect. See, we're going we're gonna to have to work out some kinks, everybody, so thanks for bearing with us. Uh, we're going to jump right into this, and I'm going to ask everybody um, to talk about... Let's, let's start with catcher. Let's not even just go infield. Let's start with catcher and what that looks like for the season so far. It looks bad. <laughs> why, does, why does it look bad? I mean, not that I disagree with you. But. Well, we have, let's see, we have Baldekeen. Uh, not Baldekeen, I'm sorry. <laughs> we have- oh, my God. <laughs> if he played catcher, <laughs> give up. Genius. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> 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 oh my it's gonna be like that all right <laughs> all right so who do we actually have <laughs> oh i don't even know anymore now i'm, at, now I'm stuck on baldigan let's see <laughs> i have the nris right in front of me but let me uh i don't even remember who our who our actual catcher is well they're gonna give luke roy the majority of the starts right i think judging by experience and um just what he's shown in the major so far which of late hasn't been that great, but I I still expect him to get 110, 120 games, right? Yeah, what do you think he's going to do in those 110, 120 games? Offensively. Offensively, it's Angel Stadium, we know, is uh, Pitcher's Park, and he hasn't shown much in the last few years. I expect a little bit of a bounce back, you know, all that veteran grit commitment and stuff. <laughs> um, but... Last year in 126 games, he only had a 617 OPS. I don't expect much over 650, but if his defense is solid, then I think we basically got what we, what was it, like 5 million? How much was it? Yeah, that's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we have that great off-season tracker on the website, and it talks about how much people sign for. And while I was telling everybody about that, I was pulling it up. See how I was, I was stalling. <laughs> so LaCroix signed for uh, $3.3 million. That's not bad. So too yes. much. <laughs> too much. Um, about $3 million too much? Yeah, about. The, uh, <laughs> the, the biggest part that people don't mention usually is the fact that the, uh, he spent last season with the A's. So he was already in the AL West. He was already in Pitcher's Parks. And he already sucked. So we're pretty sure he's going to replicate his previous season. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm quite a bit concerned, actually, about what his offense is going to look like. And we might wish we had Carlos Perez back. And his slash line was 241, 291, 325 with a weighted runs created plus of 70. I'm not feeling too optimistic about this coming season. Even though his defense was pretty good, his framing was terrible. So there's not much to like about this signing. We're jet bandy when you need him. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting can we, con- can we convert Baldwin? Is that an option? 
Uh, no, I think he'd actually. At this point, right? He'd probably improve. <laughs> All right, yeah, who's McCoy's know. backup? Oh we... boy! Uh, we <laughs> See, got none of, none of us even know. We don't even know. That's. Uh, oh, we got Garno. Kevon Kevon Smith. He spells his name wrong, I guess. But well, then pronounce Kate. it correctly at least. Kevon and Jose Bracino. I mean, those are those are the backup guys. Wait, right? is it not Kevin? Is it actually not Kevin? I don't know. It's mm, K E V A N. I I think it's Kevin. When that spring training pronunciation guide comes out, we'll we'll yeah. check and make sure that we have his name pronounced right. It's a whole Keenan Keenan thing again. I, I do really did. like I do really like Jose Brasenio though. Um, I actually was a pretty big fan of his last season. He did solid defensively. His offense was not terrible. I think he's probably going to be our strongest catcher. I, I, I would agree with you. I'm going to make a bold prediction that he plays more than Lacroix. I think he is. He he does have the most potential, but I think he's going to start in AAA, just because the other two guys have a more proven major league track record. I think we're going to Ooh. open with Luke Roy and Smith. That's my prediction. May, yeah, that's maybe not justified, it. but that's, that's probably, fair. You're probably you're probably right. You're probably yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. We got a lot of people to talk about. I'm gonna go around the infield, but I'm gonna start with third base because first base is a lot of fun. So, let's go third base. Move around from there. Well, Cozart, Zach Cozart's coming back. Yeah, I I mean, technically both Fletcher and Cozart can play there, but since Fletcher was pretty much ingrained at uh, second last, last year and Cozart started the year at third, do you think we stick there? Because Cozart, remember, when he signed, he thought he was going to be the second baseman, but then we traded for Kinsler. I think that Cozart going back to second and Fletcher staying at third would probably be ideal since Fletcher was actually pretty fantastic, actually, defensively at third base, surprisingly. Um, he didn't have the track record there. He didn't have the arm, necessarily. Uh, but he actually did fantastic. He had good range. He made the throws. Um, and Cozart, frankly, didn't. I think he'll be better at second base since he's a shortstop by trade. So he'll probably do better with the shorter distance. I, th- I think that's fair, and we don't really know what his shoulder looks like, but mm-hmm. labrum surgery is no joke, and sometimes Major League Baseball players don't come back full strength. Uh, I know many people who play ball that uh, their shoulder is never the same again after that, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of arm strength he has. Well, it was his left shoulder, right? Was it? It wasn't his throwing arm? I thought he fell on his arm. Mm. I have no idea. Well, he fell. He probably fell on his left shoulder, right? I'm just looking this up real quick. Why yeah, are you looking his, that up? It, it I didn't. His, oh, he did. His, his left, left shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. So he should be good to go. Um, but yeah, that uh, I think him at second and Fletcher at third could be something to watch for sure. Going back to something for a second, just so you know, I, don't, I can't tell what the pronunciation is for it, but Kevin's nickname is Webby. So there you go. <laughs> clearly he has a good glove (laughs) webby (laughs) yeah webby according to mlb's website what's lacroix's nickname we don't probably Um, know yeah (laughs) backup (laughs) backup all right so third base who's gonna play third base besides those two guys anybody we got you got taylor ward uh let's talk about taylor ward 
<laughs> Let's talk about Taylor Ward. Uh, he had a rough he had a rough cup of coffee last year, didn't he? Yeah, and I was really excited for him too. I'm pretty. I don't like talking about him too much. <laughs> well, where? Yeah. Where, um, where does La Stella play? Does I think he plays all over the infield, right? So he, he does. might get some reps he's, at third too. He's primarily second though, but he second? does play at third as well. Right. He so plays he's, both. He's probably going to start as the utility guy. I see us opening with. I don't know. Maybe he gets the start on opening day. Fletcher versus La Stella. I, I think that's a given. Fletcher, isn't it? I mean, I think it's gonna be Lestelle because he has the uh, major league contract, and Fletcher has options. I predicted that Fletcher would not start in. I, I predicted he would not start opening day, and now that we have Lestella, even though he sh- probably should, um, he probably won't. And we still have that bet going, right, JDL? Uh, what, what was the bet? You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna. I have <laughs> I have Calhoun's OBP being higher than Fletcher's for this upcoming year. Oh yeah, that I, bet is on. You're gonna lose that bet. No, yeah, I, I take that not. bet too. I'm, I'm right, on. Right. I'm on Jessica's side. Yeah, <laughs> there's. I mean, you guys are killing me, Fletcher. You don't think Fletcher is gonna start on the big league roster? I think he will. I think he should, but I don't think he. I don't think he's gonna be the starter. I, I think the, the opposite. I think he will. I think he will start on the major league roster, but I think he will be the utility guy, and I think Lastella. Actually, looking at it, Lestella the past couple seasons has actually started at third base more. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually kind of split time equally between the two, but mostly at third base. So we'll... Fletcher had the fourth best WAR on the team last year, and you're going to start him in the minors? No, 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 no. He he's going to start in the major leagues. He's just not going to start. I think. I think they're going to. Ah. I think Kozar and Lestella are going to be in the lineup on opening day. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Cozart and Lostella opening day, for sure. All right. I'm going to be really disappointed if that happens, but let's see how it goes. <laughs> well, prepare let's yourself. Spring, <laughs> let's, let's see how their, their spring goes, even though spring training means nothing, as Otani taught us that, taught us that last yes, year. and Calhoun. And Calhoun. And Crone every single year. <laughs> All right. So that's third. Shortstop is a given. Let's talk about let's talk about. Whoa, Simmons. whoa, whoa. Are you sure about that? <laughs> You Who are you going to play him? over you, Simmons? You want to trade him still? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, words. The answer to that, I'm not going to get into. <laughs> I don't want to get crucified again, so let's just go ahead and skip that. <laughs> Do you think his offense will be better or worse than last year? That's a hard question because he was actually really strong in the first two months of last season, and he fell off hard. If you actually look at the splits... His last half of the season was terrible, actually. He was so good in the first half, it actually made his whole season look better by comparison. How, how bad was it? Oh, boy, you're going to make me look this up. You're going to have to he, look it up. While you, while you look that up, Simmons is only 29. I think he's going to have a better offensive year well, this we, year, but then things may change next the, next year. But the defense, we did talk about this, you know, yeah, the numbers... Obviously, defensive metrics aren't that precise yet, but from what we could tell when we discussed this, the eye test kind of showed, like, from our all the games we watched, the defense uh, kind of lacked a little, did you think? Like, not his usual sterling self? Oh, God, no, I don't think so. Have you not seen the you highlight reels of him playing last year? <laughs> right, but just, just from 
balls that I thought he should get, but maybe it's just my expectations after having watched him for three seasons now. I don't think he should let a ball get by him. So maybe it's just that. I will adjust accordingly. That could be. It's kind of like the expectations when Trout strikes out. You're like, why didn't he do something big here? Yeah. Um, I, I think Simmons defensively is probably better than the metrics even show. Uh, kind of the same problem Trout's had for a while. Where is he going to hit then? Still still fifth, sixth? <sighs> wow, we're going to... Maybe we'll, t- we'll talk about coaching a bit at the end. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, still doesn't strike out, which is Yeah, crazy. I don't know. Yeah. He still doesn't strike out at all, which is crazy in today's game. But you got to respect it for it. Okay, so Simba splits. You said you mentioned that he had uh, uh, what, well, tailed off at the end of the year. So what did that look like? So in the first half, his his average was three thirteen, on base percentage was three seventy one, and his slugging percentage was four forty three. In the second half, though, his batting average dropped by fifty points, his on base oh. percentage by almost ninety points, and his slugging percentage by about sixty two points. Damn. So. His weighted runs created plus went from 126 down to 83. His Ouch. OBP in the second half was what, 280? 288. In wow. the first oh half, that bad. Yeah, in the first half it was 371, though. He was so good in the first half. So, what do you think? Do you think he can maintain that for a full year this year? I do not think he can maintain it for a full year. <laughs> but right. I think that he's somewhere in between. I don't think that he's. His first half level of awesomeness, but I don't think he's anywhere near the second half level. Well, the last two years he has the same, basically the same OPS, five, uh, 752, 754. You think he can get to that again? I do. I think that he's probably closer to, I mean, I think I think he did improve last season overall, but something happened in about June or so that caused mm-hmm. him to tail off, and then he just completely lost it. It seemed to be about the same time that he started going into that no strikeout mm-hmm. streak, because his strikeouts went down to 1.6% in May. They went back up to 5.6% in June, and they started going up like crazy. 6.2 in July, 10.4 in August, 13.5 in September and October. So he was just flailing away, huh? <laughs> yeah, so it looks like he doesn't like he didn't know where the ball was coming from. I don't know if he lost sight of it or what happened. Didn't I he... mean, those are still those numbers are still good strikeout rates, but for where he came from at the beginning of the year, that's pretty dramatic. Didn't yeah. he miss a couple games due to injury? When was that? Maybe that was the cause? And you know you're right. I did. He did um, slip and fall or something like that when he went to go high five. Was it Kinsler? I think oh, it was Kinsler. Kinsler. Of Kinsler. course, it's Kinsler's fault. Yeah, he had only 18 games in June. So when he came back from injury, he tailed off big time. Okay, then let's just wow. hope that that was it was a it was a product right. of that, and then we can hope that he'll get back to his first half levels. Well, one nice thing about Simmons though is that he is absolutely crushing Houston. That is great. <laughs> he love he loves the short porch. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let's move on. We've talked. We had a lot of people to cover still. We've talked about most of the uh, infield. Uh, we haven't talked about one of the non-roster invitees, who some people think will be playing this year. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? Let's hear it. Louis <laughs> Rengifo. Is Rengifo is that how you say his last name? Rengifo. I bet Rick knows. He watched Ren- so many minor league games, I bet he hears how the announcers That's probably yeah. too. Do they say it that way? Is it Ren Renhifo? Yeah, it's Renhifo. Oh, that would make sense because he's Latin player. Yeah. 
I'm so, really what excited do you about him. I'm pretty excited about him, too. He's our uh, crone player to be named later, and uh, you think he's going to be better than crone? Better than crone? I think that's pretty easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I kind of set you up. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, Who do you I think, think he pushes he's... out if he gets playing time? I think he and Fletcher are going to fight for a job to start, and I think Listella's job will be in trouble later on. All well, right. the, the cool thing about Fletcher is he can play the outfield, so if we if he ends up being the fourth outfielder, then we can have Renifo, Renifo? We can have yeah. him on the roster, too. If Fletcher ends up losing that, he can still be the utility outfielder in left and right, and then Calhoun can slide over to center when Trout doesn't play. We could just move Pujols to right field. <laughs> All right, let's 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 jump to that since we, you just mentioned Pujols. <laughs> let's go to first base DH right now oh. and what that looks like. Uh, they're already saying that Otani's not going to be ready to start the season unless that's just lip service. Um, but what are we looking at? I guess we're looking at Pujols Boar for yeah, well, first the good, base. Yeah, the good thing is that Pujols can start the season um, as a DH, so he doesn't need to stress his uh, legs that much early in the season. <laughs> and then when Otani comes back, he can start playing the field. So I think he could stay healthy. The question is, do we want him to stay healthy? What What are his numbers <laughs> going to look like if he is healthy? Obviously, obviously, we want him to stay healthy. You don't want anyone to get injured. But right. I know. I know what you meant. <laughs> what's his production going to be like if he's playing in the field and well, hitting? Generally, his production is actually stronger when he plays in the field, and a lot of players feel that way usually just because it keeps them fresh and it keeps them yeah. active. And so I think he'll probably perform better if he plays in the field. And honestly, he's not hes not a bad defensive first baseman. He right. never has been. Um, I honestly think that Bohr might be more of the concern. You might want him DHing instead. I think Pujols has always said that when he's healthy, he wants to play. So they could probably work something out with Osmus and – he could play in the field if he really wants to and then take the days off um, before Otani comes back. And obviously, after Otani comes back, he'll need to be in the field if he's in, in the lineup. Or Otani right. could just come back. <laughs> <laughs> or that. I mean, obviously, there's some concerns. Pujols just turned 39 years old. If you were to believe his, his listed age, we could we could do a whole debate about that. But his performance has been pretty terrible the last couple of years, and I am definitely concerned. So we'll see what what he looks like come spring in April. I'm not worried. <laughs> I was just looking at the infield roster on, on angels.com and apparently um, Justin Bohr is bigger than Pulos. So. Bigger, you know, bigger meaning what? Like weight or height? Yeah, weight wise. Yeah, you know, he slaps his belly after he gets a big hit. I've seen those <laughs> on That's right. I'm excited. Looking, I'm excited for that. Looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> They're the same height, and he's 25 pounds heavier, according to their listed weight. <laughs> Jemai is 215 pounds. Wow, that's I don't believe that. I, I met him. I was, like, right next to him. That's a flat-out lie. <laughs> How tall is he? That is, is a flat-out lie. Six he's, foot. He's not. He's, like, maybe 5'10". That guy's <laughs> not six feet tall. These baseball players crack me up with their... I don't know weight that they list. I don't know why he'd say he's 215 pounds then. I mean, unless he's been he could have been he could have been uh putting well, some time at the gym. Well, a lot of the a lot of the players try to they list their weight more so they kind of you have this impression that they're bigger when you look at them. 
I don't know. I mean, he's <laughs> he's not he's not. Twenty fifteen pounds is a little excessive, don't you think? <laughs> that's, that's pretty excessive. He's about a buck ninety. <laughs> Regardless, so we opened the season with five infielders: Cozart, Listella, Simmons, Fletcher, and Pools. Well, Pools slash Bohr, one of the so yeah. five, basically six players to play five slots: the four infield spots and DH. If Otani's out, yeah, yep. pretty much, yeah. Looks pretty standard. And then let's jump to the outfield before we talk about pitchers. Uh, center field, there's some dude out there that's pretty much got that locked down, right? Fat dude. <laughs> the fat dude. He's he's two thirty. You're saying telling me he's only twenty five pounds heavier <laughs> than Jemai. You know, you could move him to left field and then uh, put Peter back in center. I really hope he makes the roster. So well, I'm going to go back to this height weight thing. So when you guys see Jemai and Mike Trout, when you get when you see them standing next to each other in spring training, Mike Trout's only two inches taller and 25 pounds heavier. I believe it. All right, well, wait till you see them side by side. <laughs> but now he's a second base prospect, so he's not in the outfield. Remember that. Right, so he might change, adjust his weight now. Yeah, know. you know. That's why he got so big. He's not moving around as much. Now all of a sudden he's 5'10", now that he's in the infield. <laughs> All right, uh, Justin Upton. I don't know if you guys saw my uh, aging curve chart yeah. that I did. I did, actually. Uh, Upton yeah, did. is going to turn 32 this year. But he's interesting because if you look at his chart, it's up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Last year was down, I believe. You guys think he's going to be better this year? It's hard not to be better <laughs> in run scoring situations than he was uh he he wasn't a bad player last season but he was very unclutch yeah and that's kind of just random chance honestly it's crazy because i thought he struck out a ton last season and look and it was a ton it was 176 (laughs) but now i'm looking and in 2017 he struck out 180 times 2016 179 and he's also had 20 in 2014 171 so that pretty much is the norm for him striking out one time a game which is pretty more than crazy. yeah more than one yeah. time a game yeah that so, guy's always been like that it's ridiculous does he have a long swing or something i think it's pretty short uh, i think i think he's just one of those guys that tries to crush it tries to crush the ball and sometimes you miss <laughs> And even Mike Trout strikes out around 150 times every single season, so it's that's not true. too far off. You All just right, happen so that's to Trout. see. Let's try it up then. Um, Cole Calhoun. I believe in him. <laughs> I believe in him. I don't know Ooh, if he's. Do you really? Yeah, One of you two was ready to D- DFA him at, at the end of April last year. Which of you two want to fess up to that? I can't remember. Well, I I was planning on trading him. Pretty early on last season, but uh, <laughs> I don't so think it was been me. You. I don't think it was somebody me. wanted him gone. Like we after the ch- first month, we could check, but I don't think it was me. <laughs> you're probably thinking. Of, you're probably thinking of Rahul, honestly. Like that was not me either. Uh, <laughs> not that no. fast. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that at the beginning of last season, I was one of his biggest believers. I thought he should have been like on the top hundred players list, and I was 
thinking, oh yeah, they're all they're all underestimating him. He's gonna come out and just blow it up, and then that happened, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm just not gonna talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was willing to give him a chance for a couple months, and and he he came around, but then at the end of the season, he basically became the same player he was in April, and he had his new stance. What do you guys make of that? I like it. I think it's more compact, and if you're not hitting the ball or if you're rolling over on the ball, then what you want to focus on is getting the bat to the ball, and he did that for a while. Um, he did, to... but yeah, but why did he... What happened at the end of the year, do you yeah, think? Yeah, I don't really know what happened in September. I'll look into that, but I'm not really sure. I Maybe... <laughs> You're going to look into it like David Ortiz, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll, we'll come to the real conclusions there. Oh, my. <laughs> well, I uh, I think there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic, but I'm also concerned for those very same reasons. For example, like in 2018, his heart hit rate was at an all-time high. Um, but even Fangraphs addressed this, and they said how the hard hit rate meant less in 2018 than it ever did. And so I'm wondering if all those peripherals that we used to look at as optimistic signs, if they don't really mean anything anymore for us. I mean, that's possible. He did hit the ball hard, but he was hitting it on the ground. That was that was a big problem. And pulling everything. You, yeah, when they shift you and you're hitting it all on the ground, you're going to have some problems. Yep. All right, fourth outfielder. You guys touched on that a little bit. We got some options. Joe Adele. Please, <laughs> we're gonna get to Joe Adele in a minute. <laughs> we're actually gonna we're actually gonna save him until the end because somebody asked the question about him. Who's our actual fourth outfielder? I know Borges is like in the uh, NRIs, but who's our actual one? Uh, Young Hermosillo could be. Is Young still with us? I don't know if Young is still with us. He is not. <gasps> Aw. Is Hermosillo even invited to camp? You guys are missing Jarrett Parker. Oh right, <laughs> we've got him from the Giants. Yeah, honestly, he probably because he has more recent major league experience. Unless Bohr just tears it up, he's probably not gonna. Hey, not gonna Parker play. is a big boy too. He's six foot four with two hundred twenty-seven pounds. Six that's four. A, I mean, wow. that's that's possible. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you saw the latest Zips projections for the Angels. They had Parker as the fourth best outfielder on the Angels. I that's... assume. I assume. I assume he will start. In, in the majors i am really scared about that <laughs> how about well we're going to talk about that we'll talk about those other guys later there's some other outfielders they're not going to make it but they're going to spring so we'll cover them but um you don't think hermosillo is gonna stick as a fourth outfielder no nah, i think we have better options than him right now he's working in triple a and hopefully he figures it out he's still pretty young right 27 I think. Oh, he's not that old. Man, <laughs> I'm telling him. He's 27. Are you serious? Yikes. 27? <laughs> Younger than Parker. Was, oh, he's 24. Sorry. He's I 20... apologize. We're good. Just, we, we he are just good. turned 24. We are good. We are good. Uh, man. Still potential. He's young, right. 32. <laughs> All right. If you're listening, we apologize. Not really, though. <laughs> Apparently, I actually, I actually. I do like Hermes though. I um I don't think he's going to go be anything more than a fourth outfielder one day, but I I actually do really like him. I like his stolen base capabilities. I did see his power back in spring training, so I actually really like Hermosillo, but um he's he's just got fourth outfielder upside 
if anything. Yeah, and you know he's one of those guys who could have played college football. Another one of them. He also went to, like, I think Ottawa High School, which is where my dad lives now. So I got to kind of have to, like, I'll have a little bit of a just pull form a little bit harder. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk about some of the non-roster position guys before we go into the pitchers. Uh, Anybody we should be looking for at catcher or anybody that you guys are excited to see? Do you even uh, know who all the non-roster catcher and I know you, I know you have an article about that, so I'm pulling it up really quick. I already have it pulled up, so <laughs> I beat you to it. <laughs> um, I'm actually really excited about Jack Kruger. He's my favorite catcher in the system. I think he's everybody's favorite catcher in the system, just because he is. He's got just a really good. Because he's the bat. only catcher. Because he's the only catcher in the system. <laughs> well, there are several that are good defensively, but he's the he's the good one offensively. So I think yeah. we're all hoping a little. Bit, I think we're hoping he has like Napoli type stuff. That's probably what we're hoping for as far as upside from him. That'd be great. Think, he's also twenty seven. Oh wait, no, he's <laughs> twenty four. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, JDL. Everybody's twenty seven. <laughs> Mike Trout's 27. That's perfect. Yes, just, it is. Not everybody's Mike Trout. Jeffrey. 27 Sorry. for 27. Yeah, Mike <laughs> Trout is the gauge for what's a young player still. So He's young. Yeah. He's young enough. We haven't wasted him enough. Not enough yet. <laughs> We're working on it. Yes. We Two more years of wasting. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> All right, infield, we talked about we talked about Jemai a little bit. Uh, anything more to add about him or any of these other guys that are going to be there in spring training? Oh, Thice, you got him. Woo. You got <laughs> I'm excited about Walsh. But... Walsh. It's really, I mean, it's really hard for Thice to make it, considering the depth, I mean, quote-unquote depth that we have depth. in the position. But He's the got body, more in front of him. Yeah, the bodies, <laughs> the bodies that we have there, I don't think. I, I think, think you meant size, it. not depth. Sorry. We have some size, yes. Um, I don't. I don't see him getting the call up before September, if that. We thought he was yeah. gonna get called up last year, didn't happen, and this year it probably won't happen before September, if then at all. Because Lestella can play first too, so even if everyone gets knocked out, he can. But if yeah, if we if if Bohr has a rough season and Pujols falls apart like Humpty Dumpty, then we might see him. Yeah, yeah but if we're in contention, like we hope, hope we will be in September. Then he's probably not going to get the call in 2019. That's probably the, it's probably what we hope for. That we're right. attention. Yes. And honestly, got- Thice is kind of just he's kind of like Taylor Ward in a lot of ways. Actually, he's got a little bit more power and a little bit less contact, um, but he's almost the same player. So I'm just kind of expecting the same thing out of him. Honestly. What about uh, Tovar? <laughs> Who? I, I think people don't even know he's on the team. <laughs> Well, he actually is 27, if you did your research correctly. He is. He's yes. he's 27. He'll be turning 28 in August. Yeah, I, um, I'm i very excited about this guy because he is just that name that you've never seen before. And he's going to come out and he's going to do some big things. I can just tell. He probably, he's probably going to be this guy in spring training where people are going to be like, put him on the roster. What the hell? Yeah, I'll, I'll, write an, I'll make sure to write an article in April saying how amazing he's been. <laughs> You're going to probably write an article that you want to trade him and people are going to get out their pitchforks. <laughs> He's too valuable. All right. We need to move talk, his piece now. Do we talk about Walsh now or with the pitchers? Well, I, um, I'm very excited about Walsh, actually. He added the pitching 
to increase his stock. I liked him actually when he was still when he when we just got him. He was like twenty three or twenty four at the time, and I was actually really excited about him. But everyone was like, "Oh, he's a non prospect. He's too old." Blah 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 blah. But he's lefty. He's got power, and I do really like that he uh, he's about the same age as me. So <laughs> my uh, I, I'm really looking forward though to his. Uh, <laughs> To his pitching, I want to see him do it at the major league level because I watched a lot in the uh, at AAA, right? And it was pretty, it was pretty fun to watch. Actually, everyone was rooting for him. I want to see that at the major league level as a two way player as well. Get a monopoly on two ways. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so we got we got some exciting outfielders coming to spring training. We do. Let's go. Let's go ahead and tackle one of the Twitter questions while we're here because the question is. And I just lost it. <laughs> here, I have it right here. The question is... It's it's gone. It was about Joe Adele. I got it. Do you see any <laughs> of the young outfielders, in parentheses, specifically Adele, there it is. Uh, pushing Cole for playing time in 2019? I hope so, but no. <laughs> he's, uh, he's not going to get his call up until September. Maybe August, if we're lucky. Um, it would take some ins- ins- insane play to get to that point, but no, they're gonna—they're not gonna rush him at all, unfortunately. How yeah. excited are you to see him in spring training, though? This dude is not twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, good because then he's still a prospect, you know. <laughs> he's not even twenty. Um, I'm excited to see him. Are you guys? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a. An overstatement, if anything. I, I went to a couple. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can't even really put it into words. But I, I went to a couple uh, in the Empire games. Um, but after the first game, I went to see him. He got, he moved up to mobile, uh, mobile. You say it mobile in the south. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. He I, ended up with the Bay Bears, <laughs> the Trash Pandas. Trash um, Pandas to be. The Trash Pandas. So I didn't get to see him in another game, which was unfortunate. Uh, I got to see Marsh a few times, but I didn't get to see Adele again, so I'm looking forward to seeing him in spring. Yeah, he's probably not going to get the call in 2019. I think the Angels are going to want to ride Calhoun. Obviously, Upton and Trout are staying, uh, but they're going to probably stick with Calhoun unless he replicates his early 2018 numbers, and even then, they'd probably still pull up one of the fourth outfielders that we have Borges or Parker or someone else before Adele I really don't think they want to rush him and I don't know say I would say like 20% chance that we see him in 2019 but it's definitely not going to be until late August September for sure yeah that's fair I I would agree with that for sure so any other outfielders we have let's talk about we already talked about uh, some of these other guys. Um, Brandon Marsh is going to be there. Brennan Lund. Cesar Puello is going to be there as well. I thought Puello was a catcher. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you thought Puello... <laughs> you thought he was a catcher? Yeah, I mean... Hey, he's, you know how old he's he kind is. of a big boy, too, so uh, I just didn't think he was going to be running out in the outfield. The dude is actually 27. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited every time they're 27 now. Just honestly, that's like the number. This is the year of 27, so I'm. That's I'm their thinking... peak year. 
That is his peak. You know, he, he, he's he got some... He's interesting as an outfielder. He's also supposedly smaller than Mike Trout, if you believe that. I, believe I don't. <laughs> what? I believe it. I believe it. Look at this guy. <laughs> He looks like Mal- he looks like Maldonado found yes. some uh, found some of uh, A Rod's stash. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so lineup uh, construction. I'm pretty excited. About, uh, what was lineup construction? You want to do lineup construction? We can we can go. Oh uh, yeah right yeah we Wait. will. I wanted to t- touch on a you couple more outfielders first. Ooh, ah, you guys well, didn't talk about so. Brennan Lund. Brennan, I love Brennan Lund. I do too. Uh, that guy has been fire since he started and, you know, he put up some pretty ridiculous numbers when he, when he first got into the pros. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see more of him. I don't think he's a everyday starter kind of guy necessarily, but you know, he could, he could surprise you. You know, the really, the really interesting thing is I actually am going to Tempe next weekend, not for spring training. And we leave before pitchers and catchers report. (sighs) So it's, it's a bummer. Wait. Oh, you're going this weekend? No, 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 next weekend. No, well, they report. They report on Monday, don't they? Oh, then it might be. I was thinking of the position players. Then we probably yeah. get to see the Trouts of the world. Yeah. Some of those guys are already there. I already saw Keenan post a video from Scottsdale. Ooh. <laughs> They're already there. What? What about this uh, Marsh guy? Yeah. What well, what's him? up with his social media? <laughs> I'm gonna need a source on this. <laughs> a source on Marsh being on the roster or on the non non roster invite list? I don't know. I just need a source. <laughs> Let's get all the sources. <laughs> yeah, I I saw Marsh play a couple times uh, last year. Uh, he's, what do you think? He, yeah, what do you think? I I think he's got a lot of potential, but he can't hit fastballs. <laughs> oh. He's got he's got some problems. Every time he struck out, it was a fastball. Um, yeah, he he's super athletic and super talented. And I think if he can work on his pitch recognition and timing a little bit better, he's he's going to be something for sure. Wasn't well, isn't, it, isn't it, I've heard a couple times. Tell me if this is wrong, but isn't it easier to predict what what pitchers throw in the minors? They kind of in fastball counts. They mostly throw fastballs. Is that, yeah. is that true? So that, that's like, why I'd like to see him in Double A this year and see what his numbers look like. Yeah, but if he's striking out when he knows fastballs are coming, that that doesn't seem like a good thing. Yeah, it seems like he was making his swing decision a little late and getting behind on him. Yeah. In that actual Twitter video that you showed us, when he was wearing khakis, he kind of yeah. he kind of has like the Harper beard going on. He, he definitely does. Yeah, Once. if it works, hey. <laughs> Once is $300 million. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys wanted to talk about roster or the lineup construction a little bit yeah, before we do, do pitchers? That. Let's do that. All right. Let's do it. What do you got? I heard, I've heard heard Listella might be leading off, but if he doesn't get – if he – if he doesn't start, well, actually, he's probably going to start. I I, rem- I made that prediction, so I can't change my prediction in the same podcast. No. Nope. But he's probably going to lead off, and Trout's probably going to be number two, even though I've said for years that Trout should still be leading off, regardless of what kind of hitter he is, because of his on-base percentage and the fact that he strikes fear in the hearts of pitchers. But it's probably going to be Listella and then Trout. Um, yeah, then Upton. 
Yeah, I'm definitely on your side. Listella, he's just a notorious 330, 340, 350 on-base percentage guy. He's the kind of guy we actually need batting ahead of Trout so that Trout can drive him in. So I'm I'm definitely agreeing with you on that one. I think he's going to be our leadoff guy. Works for me. <laughs> I'm not a big Listella fan, but let, let's, let's see rather, if we can change. Who would you rather have, Kosar or Simmons, <sighs> who can't hit at the top? We don't. We don't have a good leadoff hitter is the problem. I don't yeah. think. If it's not Trout. Mostella, you're right. We don't really have. I mean, Trout. Trout's there, but. He should lead I've off. got it. Yeah. I've got it. You have Pujols lead off. Okay. <laughs> After that, it's like you have Trout leading off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> How about Justin Bora's lead off? Yeah. I think he's know, also uh, solid, yeah. <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't clog the bases too much, you know. Not too much, no. Yeah. Yep. So after um, Lestella, Trout, out... Upton, probably Boar before Pujols. Calhoun leadoff. <laughs> you know, that was a great. That was a great experiment. That was a great time. Though. All right. It's probably going to. It's probably going to cycle honestly between Lestella and Boar, whoever's batting, whoever whoever's on actually in the lineup, because they're both three forty consistent on base percentage guys wait you think boar might actually lead off i think he has a shot to uh, unless they're gonna have trout move down a third interesting interesting yeah if you look at his on base for sure yeah he yeah he walks that a up. lot mm-hmm. i did watch some marlins games a couple years ago because my friend was into the marlins and yeah he he walks a lot but he's definitely more of a slugger Kind yeah. of a hard, but if you have Trout kind of behind him and he gets on base, then yeah, that's we'll what take guys, it. What do you guys think about Otani leading off once he gets back? I actually like Otani behind Trout, so mm. I I think that I would probably like it where I, I when I mentioned this last season, like in the middle of the season, where I was like oh, Upton should probably be leading off because he's the only on base percentage guy other than Trout. You have him, then you have Trout, then you have Otani, and that's a pretty strong top three. I like it. Yeah, I can go for that for sure. But they would never do that because Upton is a slugger as well. They would just be like, no, no, no. Nice try. (laughs) (laughs) All right, do we want to move on to pitchers? Are we ready for that? Yeah. Because our pitching staff is going to be amazing this year. Let's talk about Let's talk about that starting rotation. <laughs> All right, let's see. Who do we want to start with? Uh, take your pick. Heaney? Heaney. Sounds good. I just, lo- I just love the way he throws the ball. It looks so easy. I just have to get that out of the way. That's, that's an opinion I've always had. It looks really easy. It doesn't look like he's forcing it, and it gets up there 93-94. Awesome. Now... The effectiveness left to be questioned, but I just love watching him pitch. So, I'd say it looks smooth. <laughs> yeah, and he's only... I mean, last year was really his first full year in the majors because he had Tommy John. Yeah. And, yeah, basically 180 innings. Hadn't pitched more than 105 before then. And really, that was his first full season and second real season in the majors. Um, do you think he can keep it up? I mean, he was pretty serviceable last year, right? 
He absolutely was. Do you think he's our number one or do you put Skaggs there? If you actually look at the depth chart on angels.com, they have Skaggs, Heaney. I think that on any given day, Skaggs is probably going to be better. But Skaggs also has those outings where he just can't find the strike zone. His curveball is not moving. And it's like seven runs in two innings, and then he has to be pulled, <laughs> which kind of inflates his numbers. Well, let's be honest here. I mean, Heaney does the exact same thing. I think, in fact, I think Heaney's highs are higher and his lows are lower. Really? Really? Yeah. I, I actually think, think Skaggs is more consistent wow. last season than Heaney. Last season, yeah, for, at least. Before that, sure. no. Skaggs was definitely different. <laughs> The problem is they pitch similarly with their off the fastball just setting up like locating and setting up their off speed stuff. So they, I don't think they should go back to back in the rotation. I know that's something that not a lot of people think about, but hmm. if they do pitch back to back days, it's likely going to be against the same team just coming off either Skaggs or Heaney, and they're facing a similar type of pitcher, and they're more likely to be prepared for it. Wait, so, so you're saying unpredictability is a good thing? <laughs> what why would i say something like that that is ridiculous <laughs> if you guys hopefully hopefully neither of you are looking at the depth chart right now are you yes i am uh quote, quote block block your screen maybe you already saw it who do the angels i'm not have, looking at it <laughs> who does the angels.com have as number three in the depth chart the rotation? dark night dark night dark <laughs> night dark night oh man really matt harvey number three that's that's what our Pitching rotation has come to. Reputation alone. Uh, yeah, our, so our rotation is built on reputation, not performance. That's sounds, fun. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> That's fun. Let's roll with yeah. it. There are very few things which, I, which I've been like <laughs> outwardly like, oh my god, no, why do we do that about? But that one was probably the... In fact, usually I don't do that at all, so that's definitely an outlier for me. Well, he, he still... I mean... Looking at his numbers with Cincinnati, started 24 games, 1.25 whip, and it was Cincinnati, so his FIP, I expect it to be high. Uh, 4.33, he gave up 20, well, 21 home runs, but also great American ballpark. So, what do you see from him in 2019? I have no idea what to expect from him. I, I think he's a coin flip. I don't... I honestly feel like he could be a disaster, and we could be like, "Oh my gosh, this was amazing!" Billy Upler so smart. Um, I, I think it's really hard to predict based on where he's come from. Definitely, I think he's going to be the kind of guy where he either makes or breaks the season, and we're either going to be lauding Epler for the decision, or people are going to be calling for him to be removed. Yeah, yeah. but he—I mean. He- he signed here. He chose the Angels. He's probably going to be getting his 30 starts if he remains healthy. So we're going to see him, for better or for worse. <laughs> let's hope for better. <laughs> uh, let's talk Let's talk about the other starting pitcher acquisition, Trevor Cahill. Is he going to be good? Uh, he's arguably there with Skaggs as far as the number one for me. Whew, really? That's strong. That's not saying something good. <laughs> That's very pessimistic, actually. Where, where, where do, just for fun, where does where does Skaggs and Cahill land on the 2018 Astros pitching rotation? 
They are six starters at best. <laughs> they are long relief. That's great. We're going to the series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that high on Cahill. I have better hopes for him than I do Harvey at this point. Um, but I don't quite see him up there with Skaggs and Heaney. His walk rate has pretty much never gone below three. And I think that's probably going to be what annoys us the most this year. When, Sorry, did I say above? It's never gone below three. He's always walked at least three batters every nine innings. Oh, well, we're talking about the whole Angels pitching staff has a very high walk rate, right? I mean... Yeah, but I've never I've never seen numbers like this. In fact, the wow. one year it was down to two point nine, he was an all star that year. So I thought you said never. I, I lied. All right, he did Rick, lie. I, I do that to you sometimes. But I don't know if I can believe anything you said this whole podcast now. <laughs> my opinions are not my own. I've been forced to share my opinions. Are you reading this stuff from somewhere? Who's prompting you? Um, no teleprompter. It's loading right now. No teleprompter necessary. Would, wouldn't it be called a pod, 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 a prompter? Pod prompter. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I mean, um, he, it might be a product of the A's defense, which includes Chapman and all those good guys, but he does limit hits pretty well. All right. Let's not go into all the other starters, but there's a couple more we can cover before we move on to the bullpen. Well, the, the important thing is, do you think we're going to go with a five-man rotation or a six-man rotation? Five. five. I think five. We're back to standard. I think yeah. so until until next year. Then who gets the cut? There, I mean, there's Berea, Tropiano, Pena left. That's... It better be Berea. <laughs> I do not like Tropiano, and Pena better be our reliever, a long reliever. I think well, I think both Tropiano yeah. and Pena will probably start in the majors, and I will be disliking that greatly. Which one, Tropiano? Tropiano specifically. I really do not. I am not a fan of him at I, all. I'm not either, but I I think Billy's high on him. Honestly, he has good stuff when he's healthy. I think he has really good stuff with the splitter and all that. Ever since his injury, I have completely disliked everything about his repertoire. Everything. Well, they Dude. both have options, so they could both start in the minors. When well, we first received him, he was he had the kind of thing where he had excellent everything except for his fastball. And I noticed that, and I was like, okay, he's going to be really good because we're moving toward that as far as the changes with the rotation. We focus more on our strongest pitches rather than just setting everything up for the fastball. But he is he's just gone downhill big time since the injury. In that sense, if we open with five, then we probably... So, we're probably going to carry 12 players, 12 position players, you think? With one backup infielder, one backup catcher, one backup outfielder, and five starters. Yeah. Skaggs, Heaney, Harvey, Cahill, Berea, hopefully. That leaves eight bullpen, eight eight guys in the bullpen. Unless the rule changes and we can only have 12 <laughs> pitchers. Go on change before the season. Berea is, is kind of fascinating because he, the way he pitches and the way he, it just doesn't look like he should get things done. Yeah. <laughs> but he does. I mean, so he's, just... he's going to be really interesting to watch this year, I think. Like, on one hand, he's a throwback because he doesn't strike out anyone and he pitches to contact. Yeah. But on the other hand... Because he throws so many pitches per batter, 
and nowadays starters don't need to go that deep if he can just get through five innings allowing one run two runs that's pretty solid and turn it over to the bullpen I mean he's probably built and not built for the modern era at the same time he really reminds me a lot of Irvin Santana back when we had him I think he's got all the best features of him and I'm really looking forward to watching him in the future yeah I, I hope I hope he gets the opportunity to start again. Hope he opens at our, as our fifth starter, and we'll see where it goes from then. From there, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a question out because I'm gonna give my answer, um, and then you guys can take a shot at this one. What, what prospects do you think have the best shot to crack the major league squad out of spring training? I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't think it's gonna happen. But if I were to say somebody had the best shot, I'm gonna go with Canning. I think Griffin, Griffin Canning we're going to see sooner rather than later, but I think he's going to need a little more time in AAA, though. To crack the squad? I think there's a 0% chance he makes it. I, I'm just saying I think he has out. the best shot out of everybody. I don't think he's going to make it. But I, I am on Jeffrey's side, but I do think that Luis Renjifo has a better shot since Brad Osmus has outright said that they think he has a legitimate shot at cracking the Major League roster. Well, he, he, oh, pitches, okay. he pitches, right? I'm glad he pitches. <laughs> well, you just said prospects, so she we said, need pitchers. She said pitchers, I, I, didn't she? Yeah, uh, no, any prospects? We'll check. I'm gonna check. The it's prospects. After but this. I, I don't think Canning will make it out of spring training. I yeah. just feel like he's one of the strongest prospects we have. That's major league ready. And I think almost major enough, league ready. We have enough serviceable bullpen arms. Fingers crossed. Yeah. That we won't need any of those guys. We're gonna talk about bullpen now before we. Um, start wrapping this whole yeah. thing up um you guys excited not excited what i would think you it's better it's better i'm okay. it's passable. passable i have no idea who's have, on, who's in the we have bullpen, a passable so. bullpen like you're driving on the freeway and you're gonna you're gonna go into the left lane and they're passable <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they, yes. they put they can put out the exactly tire right. most of the time you know we we Call have our hazards on we're in the right lane <laughs> We're considering pulling off. That's exactly how passable we are. <laughs> I, I look at the guys in the bullpen, and it's like, wow, if all of these pitchers live up to what they could do, we have a decent bullpen, right? Because yeah. we've seen Bedrosian be good, like, yeah. eight years ago. <laughs> With his velocity. <laughs> we, we, we saw Anderson be really good until he started throwing the ball all over the place, like wild thing. Yeah. Um We've seen some of these other guys like Buttry, um, Middleton when he comes back, Cody Allen when not last year. So you look at all these and you're like, gosh, there's a lot of potential there. But the reality is it's not strong, <laughs> right? Well, I asked that question the other day where I was saying, do you guys think that if we had K Craig Kimball right now that if we would make the playoffs and pretty much – Jessica, you said no, right? You thought you would <laughs> still fall short. <laughs> I did because because of, of starting pitching. Yeah, I think that yeah. I think that if we had one extra shutdown reliever, we would be golden. But with Cody Allen, even if he's at twenty seventeen levels, I don't think we're good enough. I just don't. I don't think everything past the top three or so relievers that we have is enough to get us through. Even with Noe being extremely rootable for, I mean, yes, I don't see course. it. <laughs> Yeah, but if you if you have 2017 Allen, if you have Middleton at 
what he was starting to get to. If you have Anderson when he first came out, uh, you have what Robles was doing last year in Buttry and Cole. Uh, that's got potential, but that's the problem. It's potential. It's not. Well, yeah, you're hoping there. for top performances out of Correct. a lot of people that are <laughs> extremely. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not veterany. <laughs> not veterany. That's the perfect word. <laughs> what? What? Where's Garcia on this death chart? I don't see him. I think. Yeah. What happened to him? Oh, Who's he's that? he's not on there, but he but Garcia is going to be there, and he doesn't have options. So yeah, he's going to be uh, on the roster. He'll be on the roster. And Which Middleton, Garcia is this? <laughs> Middleton's not going to be ready for the start of the season, right? He won't. He will not be. No. So we're looking at Allen, Garcia, Anderson, Bedrosia, Noe, Robles, and then two more. So it's open season at that but point. Three, did you say Buttry? No, I didn't. But I think he still has to compete for a job. I don't think he... Bedrosian and Ramirez both are out of options. Robles yeah. is out of options. They're going to make the roster. I think Anderson, Buttry, um, they're going to compete with everyone else. And if we sign another reliever, maybe. Probably not, but... If we do end up signing Kimbrel for some reason, yeah. If we end up signing Kimbrel, yeah. You never know. You never know. <laughs> I, I, like, I know. I like Robles. I know, the... I know I'm in the minority, but I like Robles. How about like any? Him. Yeah, I like him too. Actually, I think he's got a lot of potential. I, I think... think we all like him. Yeah. I think we all like him for some reason. Yeah, I don't think you're in the minority there. <laughs> I used what to about... be. <laughs> what, about, what about some of these other pitchers that are uh, the non-roster invites? Uh, we already talked about Canning. Oh, Alex Meyer! Look at that. He's back. Maybe. I don't think he can throw yet, but you know, minor details as a pitcher. Yeah, I was wondering when they when they cut him. I was wondering what caused them to actually go that route because we've seen him excel. I was wondering if maybe like they saw something in when he was trying to come back and everything that might suggest that he's not nearly as ready or he's not at the same level he was when we had him before. I'm a little worried about him. That would be my guess. Is they're worried about his health? Yeah, well, he, you know, he is 6'9 and only 225 pounds, so he's basically the same weight and so much taller than all those other guys. He's like a foot, he's like a foot taller than Jemai, but and same weight. And he's older than 27, so he's 29. Oof. Yeah, that's that's rough. What about Matt Ram? You guys know who Matt Ramsey is? I see his picture. <laughs> did you see what he did last year? No. He had a 2.04 ERA in 53 innings with a 1.11 whip and a 2.21 average against in the minors. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was with the Astros and they're crazy. You don't sound system. impressed. So, well, <laughs> the year before that, he had a 5.26 ERA, so it's not exactly a good. He did, but you know, I, I wonder. I wonder what happened to him in 2017 because in 2016, 2014, he was under two. He was under two in 2012. So maybe something happened in 2017. The Astros gave up on him, and maybe. Well, maybe. what happened to him was he was promoted to AAA in the PCL and had 18.56 ERA. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah, but last year in the PCL, 2.3. You just wait. You just wait. When Matt Ramsey comes in and blows everybody away out of the bullpen, we'll have this. He kind of looks like Cole. Again. He actually, yeah, he does actually. 
<laughs> we we just we have him uh, coming in as a le- as a reliever. We just he has a stage name. <laughs> I think I think we've, that's great. I think I think we've covered um, what we wanted to for all of that. We'll see if there's any more questions we can jump on here uh, before we wrap this up. I think there's a few more questions, so let me go. Oh, look at this, Rev Halo fan says I don't I didn't even read this yet. I didn't I didn't pre-censor this. Which player on the Astros if he had a regression from Hellgear will most assist the Angels in catching Houston? What? What? <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> Which player on the Astros if he has a regression from Hellgear will most assist the Angels in catching? I think he's asking who on the Astros will regress. It sounds like he's basically uh, like trying to get us to say Maldonado. I don't know what, it's, <laughs> the, what a, the question is. No, I think I think yeah, he's saying which which player could have a terrible year on the Astros and help the Angels so that oh, we can catch up oh, to them. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, um, got to be Bregman, right? I you mean, that's my yeah. You think he's that good? He he has the short porch and he does pull a lot, um, but. I, I, looking at this, it doesn't look good for us. Altuve had a down year. Correa was injured. Yeah. Um, their outfield was terrible. Basically, if they get Keuchel back, which I don't think they will, but he was terrible last year. And I think all of their pitchers can sustain their success. Verlander is good, obviously. Cole, the spin rate is up, and now he's striking out batters at an astronomical rate. And the other guys they have Ooh. are... Ooh. That that's actually if Verlander had a regression to a, a rough year, that would help the Angels quite a bit, actually. Yeah, I don't see yeah. it either. Yeah, I don't. No, no, it. but if he did, that that would certainly have an impact. The only yeah, I'm I'm 100 with you guys on this one. Bregman's the only person that I can actually see regressing and it mattering for us because, as you guys were saying, everybody on their team other than the pitchers had a down year. It was it was not a good year for to be an Astros fan, and they still won over 100 games. It's, I mean that's. It's 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 scary how good they are. It is, yeah. So let's move on from that one. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are Zach Zach Hat says? What are the percent chance that Billy Epler gets a contract extension this year? Is it is he up this year? I didn't look at his contract. I think he's up in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. I'll check that. But if the question is this year, he's Rob. <laughs> this is a that's, hard question. I, 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 my answer would I, be he gets an extension if we win the division. <laughs> I used to think it was a given he would get the contract extension no matter what, but especially with the way things have been going in the past two off seasons, I'm less sure about that now, and I'm thinking it's probably closer to like 50-50. Yeah, I mean the Angels have to start getting better. They they just haven't been good the last three years that he's been building rosters so far. And I know he, he inherited a mess, but at some point yeah. you have to stop making excuses for inheriting the mess and start turning things around. And I do like Epler still, but I mean yeah. he is he is definitely a owner's best friend, which is why he might actually get the contract extension because he is definitely on Artie's side. But whether or not that's going to be good for the team is a different question entirely. Oh, he's for actually sure. up. He's actually up after this year. It's ah, so not, there we go. Yeah. So, what do you? So, what do you think happens if the Angels end up a 500 team again? Do you think he stays? 
that's a tough one. <laughs> I think he stays, and I think the reason for that is because Artie loves to go ahead and give contract extensions to people that don't deserve them. <laughs> he's gonna get ten- so you're saying he's going to get 10 years? I'm saying he's going to be here for 19 years total. <laughs> if, if the Angels win 83 <laughs> games, he's going to get out that checkbook for a 10-year contract. <laughs> I think he doesn't get an extension if we don't make the playoffs, and it's the reason is because we can't fire the manager. So, And yeah. someone has to go for mi- missing the playoffs again. And it's yeah. not going to be the manager, so it probably has to be the GM if we don't make the playoffs. All right. What if we do make the playoffs? What do you think then? Then he's obviously getting fired. No, he's going to get an extension if we make the playoffs. Yeah. Even if it's just a wild card too. Yes. Okay. Yes. Aaron Burkhart says, uh, "Here is a fun one. If the Angels were to not use a DH, who would be their best hitting pitcher and why? I assume we're going to take Otani out of that equation." Because that's just not fair. But yeah. let's assume get, not Otani. We would get Jared Weaver back. Ooh. <laughs> you guys missed the obvious answer for this one, though. Oh? He's Alex not, Meyer. He's not on the roster. Jared Walsh? Oh. <laughs> that doesn't count. You said. I, if you took okay. out Otani, how can you not take out Walsh? That's I not cheated. Fair. I cheated. It's going to be Alex Meyer. He already he has like a 500 batting average to his name. What does there he have, two at-bats? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. All right, that's actually tough. I don't know who the Angels have. I don't think we really have any good hitting pitchers, do we? All, yeah, all I know is that Skaggs and Heaney, when they pitched in the NL, they, they didn't look that good this year. It would probably end up being, honestly, it would probably end up being Harvey because he has the most experience in the NL. Didn't, didn't he have that thing where he... Yeah, didn't he, like, not bunt or something? There was an article about one of the Mets pitchers. Not sure if it was him or Syndergaard or someone else. Hmm. I don't know, but Syndergaard, I did I, I did see Syndergaard was uh, freaking out, honestly, on Twitter about uh, the universal DH possibility. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sam, Sam Miller wrote an article in June about how Matt Harvey has can't bunt. It was a really good article. There's, like, three or four NL pitchers that are pissed off about the DH thing, right? I'm Garner, I bet. Yep, yep. Kershaw, Syndergaard. Yeah. That, that might, might, there's a couple more I'm missing. They'll change their mind once they're on an AL team. It's just... Yeah. So, all right, so we have two more questions here, and then we'll wrap up. Well, uh, Ryan Russell says, will Epler's emphasis on relief arms with high velocity pay off for us in 2019? No. <laughs> Ooh. It will not. Uh, even though we always, use, I remember three years ago, we were all like, "Oh my gosh, we never have any high velocity relievers. Everyone's trending toward that. And we're still dealing with Weaver and all these other uh, Dan Heron things like that." And now that we've gotten there, it's just as bad as it was back then, or if not worse. Yeah, because they're regret, all injured all the time. I regret saying that. I I agree with you. I don't think the high velocity arms alone are gonna are gonna do it for us. I think that, to answer the question, I think we've been extremely unlucky the past couple of seasons with the bullpen, and even just regression to the mean will prove that the bullpen is actually serviceable, but I don't think it's going to be a product of the velocity. Hmm. I think it's just the fact that we do have some pretty good pitchers, and some of them at least will pitch to their expectations, and that's going to help the bullpen be better than at least it was in 2018. 
not a product well, of the velocity. I would actually right. argue because in 2017 we had a solid bullpen, but the solid bullpen pieces were not the high velocity pieces. They were Yusmero Petit, who is not a super high velocity pitcher, and then also Blake Parker, who's like mid tier. And so I don't think that these 100-mile-per-hour pitchers are helping us as much as we think. It seems to be the decent control, better um, – what's I'm looking for? Injury history pitchers that are la- that are lasting for us. Yeah, like the thing is pitchers like Sale, Verlander, they're nasty first, and then they have the velocity second. I think. Absolutely. Exactly. They know how yeah. to pitch, and the velocity is an added bonus. Yeah, you got to have good stuff, not just speed. I mean, that's, yeah. So I know we love to quote Billy on how velocity is the greatest indicator of success. What is it? Is it that? You you just put that in your article, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, I did. But um, I don't know. I I haven't done the research. Maybe he knows more than I do. But it doesn't seem like velocity has been working out for us so far. And there's no way he knows more than us fans. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the real the real truth is that success is the greatest indicator of success. Yes. That's what I really think is the truth. You we'll see who gets the last that. laugh, Billy. Yes. <laughs> All right, our last question. Um, speaking of Billy, he assembled a new coaching staff. So uh, who is NM Baseball 52 says, thoughts on the impact of the Angels' new coaches? What, what could they bring? I don't think it changes that much, honestly. I'm pretty <sighs> sure that the difference is going to be minimal at best and at the biggest difference that might happen would be the pitching coach. Um, I did like Nagy as a as a pitching coach, but there's always that possibility that maybe he's the reason for all the injuries. So we'll yeah. have to find out when it comes to, when it comes to that point. What about Osmus? Uh, I don't know what to expect, <laughs> honestly. There, there's no way to know before the games have been played, and I'm sure there will be plenty of complaining once the games roll around. Oh, I'll be complaining a lot. Trust me. <laughs> I, I've, I've been ready for Mike Sosha to to go for a few years, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give Osmus at least a couple months. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I'm wait- all the all the Tigers fans are like, "Oh, you guys made a big mistake. You basically just got Mike Sosha 2.0." I'm like, "Okay." Great. If he if it's pretty clear that he's Mike Sosha 2.0, maybe I give him a month. But hopefully, he'll be different. Um, I'm optimistic he'll be different. And in good ways, different. So I guess we'll see what's going to happen with that. I think that he's, as a lot of people have said, I think he's kind of a puppet for Epler in a lot of ways. Um, I I heard that he was more of his own manager in Detroit, but he's going to be more analytical and stuff in Anaheim. That's what I've heard. But well, we'll Epler did say he wanted a probabilistic manager, right? So they're going to play the probabilities and the statistics, and not necessarily the on-field hunches, which which I'm not a big fan of. But. I think you misread that. I think it said prop manager. <laughs> <laughs> prop manager. Oh, my bad. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Right. Do you guys have anything else you want to add before we uh, say goodbye? I think we're good. Yeah, I can't think of anything right. right now. Thank you, and thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate your time, and we hope you suck around for this whole hour and and a few minutes that we actually were blabbing on about the angels. Uh, We'll talk to you next time. All right, see ya. Bye.